Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. So please, uh, hi, my name is AJ, and I'm definitely recovering, definitely. Thank God, uh, definitely a sexaholic, and thank God a recovering sexaholic. Uh, just for today, with the help of uh, grace of God, the help of people like you guys, and rooms, uh, meetings, and 12 steps, which I try to live on a daily basis. I'm sober just for today for nine years, four months, uh, two weeks, and uh, five days. Thank God. Uh, if you want to join me in a serenity prayer, that would be awesome. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Your will should be done, not mine. Um, it's unbelievable, uh, by the way, uh, the, the serenity prayer, which, you know, I know the serenity prayer for uh, 11 and a half years since I came first into the program, and I keep seeing how deep this very short prayer is. Um, I call it the two steps. Uh, for me to be able to walk, I need two two feet, which one is is acceptance. Uh, if I don't accept myself uh, the way I am with all my character defects, and I have a lot, if I don't accept my fears, and they can be very silly fears, but as long as I don't, if I don't accept them, and the only thing I do is I hit myself over the head, which is on the way, uh, by the way, it's like, kind of like courage of pushing myself. If I don't have the foot of acceptance, there's no way I can I can walk forward. And the same thing is in the opposite. If I only, quote unquote, accept myself, but I don't have any courage to do something about, about it to change, uh, I won't be able to walk. So I need that serenity prayer to acceptance, uh, to accept myself on one hand and from the other hand, the courage to change myself. So uh, I was asked to speak about sponsorship. I have to admit, I'm very excited uh first of all i usually speak in hebrew uh that's my my main language i don't get a lot to speak uh in front of people even like now in this format which i'm sitting here alone but i know there's all of you folks out there uh so i am a little bit excited and a little bit afraid because in hebrew i rhyme better but i can do my best um Definitely when I acted out that, you know, language was not something that stopped me. So I was asked to speak about sponsorship. So I'm going to try to cover uh, a few points that really speak to me. Uh, And I want to start with, uh, I get so many uh, uh, questions, you know, guys that from the program that ask me, how do you choose a sponsor? How, you know, uh, 
by his looks? No. By his age? No. By his belief? No. My sponsor is not Jewish. You know, so how do you choose a sponsor? And, um, you know, and, and I was thinking about it a lot. You know, how do you choose a sponsor? And, and when I asked myself, you know, how I choose my sponsors, uh, and I thought about it a lot, I came in the end into one word. And the word was trust. Sponsor has got to be a person I trust him. And as a matter how old he is, it doesn't matter from what background he comes from. It doesn't matter even how long he's sober for. Because I, there's some guys that are sober maybe for half a year, maybe for a year and a half, three years, whatever, much less time than me. But I trust their recovery, which means if my sponsor is not available, he's whatever, offices, whatever, I'm going to call them up and ask them to be a, a greater power for me and you know, and ask them, uh, sh- what do they think? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Because, you know, me sponsoring myself no, never works well. And so, again, I, I give trust into people uh, that they can be sober uh, uh, much less than me, but I give them trust. And I need to give trust in a sponsor because if I don't give trust in a sponsor, I mean, it's a matter of, of time that he's going to, offer me to do something I don't want to do. It's a matter of time that he's going to offer me to do something I'm afraid to do. And if I don't trust him, and trust for me is trusting that, first of all, his view is is, is a sanded view. He sees things in a, in a sanded way. You know, if I have a sponsor that thinks he's, he's insane and he has insane ideas, you know, I won't give trust in what he's trying to offer me. Uh, I won't give trust in someone that I think is, it doesn't love me, you know. Um, and uh, I had spon- I had a sponsor in the beginning that which I, I felt a lot of the times the things I asked for his advice, I felt that he, when he answered me, it came from a very personal thing he had. Maybe that's between my ears, but that's at least the feeling I got. And I have to have a sponsor that I'm, I'm, I trust him because I know he loves me. I trust him because I know when I asked him for his advice or asked him for his hope uh, uh strength um he 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 gives me it from a pure place he doesn't have any personal agenda there that he's trying to squeeze me into and that's very very important for me that trust so for me how do i i pick out a sponsor it's got to be a guy that i'm willing to give my trust to him so if i if you guys find a person that you're willing to give a trust to do it uh, and if not, if you if if I'm not willing to give trust in my sponsor, he can be sober for 300 years. That will not help me if I'm not willing to give trust in. So that's a very very important uh, uh, thing for me to give trust in. Um, the other thing is the other thing is um, trust in my sponsees. Um, I cannot sponsor someone I don't trust. I, I don't give trust in him that he's going to get sober. I cannot sponsor a guy that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very critical to, um, I can, I can sponsor if I want this to work, if I want to sponsor other people and really give this message over and touch him by his heart. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's gotta be a person I give trust into. I believe in him. I believe he can get sober. I believe he can, he can get recovered from, from lust. Um, and I'm going back to, you know, honesty is so much for me about, about a sponsor because 
I mean, trust. If I don't trust my sponsor that he truly loves me and accepts me, I won't be honest with him. I'm going to be afraid to tell him about my mistakes I did. Uh, if it's over lust or it's going to be over any other character defect, I'm going to be afraid he's going to judge me. So again, it's got to be a sponsor. I, I give him trust. So one word, how do I pick out a sponsor? It's got to be a person I give him trust. Um, now, another thing I wanted to speak about is um, I, I try to, to respect my sponsor. And, and it took me a while to understand what's the difference between, between respect and fear. As a sexaholic, uh, I did not know the difference, first of all, because I was surrounded with fear. And my fear works two sides of, of a coin. Uh, one side of the coin is I'm afraid, so I, I say yes, 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 and, you know, and I'm afraid to say what I truly think. Um, you know, I try to please when I'm afraid. Or the other side of the coin of fear is that I, that I, I don't respect. And, and when I'm afraid of a person, so again, either I'm afraid and I, you know, I'm shivering or, or I'm trying to show him how I'm not afraid from him. Uh, and, and, and sometimes I, I can get, I can get sponsees that, uh, I had this one sponsee of mine that I noticed that when we're meeting one-on-one, uh, it's very nice. It's very respecting the conversation between us, the atmosphere. But when he would come over to me, when other guys were around from the program, he would have a need to show the other people how he's showing off. Uh, I know AJ, yeah, this guy. And, and, uh, and it took me a while to understand what was going on, you know, before I approached him about it and definitely before, you know, first of all, to write a fourth step and see what's going on there. But I noticed that, you know, I respect my sponsor. I'm not afraid from him, but I do respect him. And I respect him by not following him, uh, you know, because in the beginning of my recovery, I would try to follow my sponsor. You know, is he doing whatever he's, he's offering me to do, you know, or, you know, sometimes we're, we're together at conventions or even sleeping together in hotels at conventions and, you know, and trying to following up and say, so, you know, let's, you know, become a spy and see, you know, what is exactly how, how uh, recovered as he really is, you know, as he doing all those things he's offering me to do, let's see, you know, how long is he, is he doing his morning writing, his morning prayers, his morning readings. You know, and it's none of my freaking business, excuse my French, what my sponsor does. And that's, again, that brings me back to trust because part of my trust is I trust this person and his recovery. Therefore, there's no reason I have to spy on him or follow him and see what are the action he's, he's doing. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. I trust my sponsor and I respect him. And that's why I never try to get inside his head. You know, sometimes I can be like, you know, what's up in him, my sponsor. And he's, he's not answering, but meanwhile, I see he's what's up in and uh, flying piggies or whatever it can be. You know, I remember a few, a few years ago, you know, those moments of what, if he's on WhatsApp, well, why is he not seeing, you know, the I what's up him or uh, a, a friend of mine that he's also uh, my sponsor, sponsee, uh, he was text me- uh, messaging him and he replied to him, but not to me. You know, for me, that's like going into a minefield, you know, uh, trying to get into any person's head, definitely my sponsors. Uh, you know, I, I trust him and therefore I respect, I respect that boundaries. I respect that, 
that distance because for my and again i can only speak from my own my own uh um my own daniel help me here experience. experience yeah my own experience uh and and i have a great time with my sponsor and we can laugh together and we have we can have a good time together but i have that respect and i and i personally need that respect and the reason i need that respect towards my my sponsor is uh, when I came to the fifth step, and the fifth step says we admit to ourselves and uh, others, uh, we admit to ourselves, God, another human being about our uh, exact nature of our character defects. I did not understand why is it not enough I admit to myself and God. You know, why do I have to admit to my to another human being? Which usually, you know, the fifth step we do with our sponsor, as the big book says. And what I noticed was. Um, Part of my religion, where I come, I come from in my religion, uh, my rabbi speaks a lot about um, personal relationship with God. And that's something I was taught when I was 14 years old already. And, and he would say, you know, you should take an hour a day of speaking to God in your own language as a friend. You know, be open with God. Thank him for all the gratitudes you have towards him. You know, uh, admit your wrongs, you know, confess your sins you did over the last 24 hours and ask him for the next 24 hours. And this is something I actually did since I was 14 until after I got married for a few good years. Uh, every day, every day, I mean, literally, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden I noticed, well, I didn't have a relation with God today an hour. And I would go and sit down an hour and, and speak with God. But when I came into recovery, I didn't understand how was it that I spoke with God every day an hour, but yet I was not able to get sober. Like, why is that? What, what's what's missing here? What's what's not working right? And when I came to the fifth step, and the fifth step told me, it's not enough I admit to myself my wrongs or my sins or whatever you want to call them. And it's not enough that I admit to God about my wrongs. I have to admit them to another human being. And then I noticed how much... The relationship I have with my sponsor is a very, very strong reflection on the relationship I have with God. Because if it's only me and God, I can tell God whatever I want, you know, and I can promise maybe whatever I want. And then what the heck and go and act out. But when I'm honest with my sponsor, a greater power than me, uh, then all of a sudden that honesty, you know, that that openness and honesty is is, is much more deeper for me. And and I noticed that right away, my honesty with God went to a totally different level. You know, it went to a totally different level. It was not that communication I have with God, which first of all, you know, I thought God works for me, but that's like a whole nother topic on a second step, what God is. But, you know, my sponsor, my relation with my sponsor, if I want to ask myself, am I honest with my higher power? Am I honest with God? I ask myself, AJ, are you honest with your sponsor? And if I'm honest with my sponsor, there's a huge likelihood I'm honest with God. But if I'm not honest with my sponsor, there's a huge likelihood I'm not honest with God as well. As well. Uh, so it has a really strong connection for me uh, between the relationship I have with, with, with my sponsor and the relationship I have with God. Uh, another story I want to say, um, it's funny. My, one, of my, one of my first sponsors in SA uh, I would call him up and I was like drunk uh, or in early recovery. And I would just call him up and start 
vomiting. Oh, you know, I have so much lust. My wife is, you know, making it insane and my kids and my job and my money. And da, da, da. I remember he once stopped me and says, hey, Jay, Jay, stop. You didn't even ask me how I'm doing, you know, for God's sake, you know, speaking about self-centeredness, you know, ask me, hi, how are you? You know, at least, you know, give me that five seconds of politeness, uh, which I learned how to do. I would call him up and ask him, first of all, how are you doing? And which was very, very good for me to come out of my self-centeredness. But what happened was I changed sponsors. I took a sponsor um, <laughs> that when I, you know, um, uh, when I asked him, how are you? His re- response was, it's none of your business how I'm doing. You know, he was English. Um, and Nicholas, which you probably heard, uh, I love the guy, love the guy. Uh, he was my sponsor for a very long time, for four years. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and first of all, I was like in shock, you know, they, they hear a totally different approach. But, uh, but it, was, it was very important for me to, to respect that as well. You know, the respect, you know, if that's what my sponsor wants, you know, I respect that as well. And that's okay. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't want me to ask, ask him how he's doing, that's okay. But um, so that's another thing, you know, respecting my sponsor, respecting his, his uh, boundaries, you know, it doesn't have to be something I, you know, I connect, I understand. I don't have to understand. It's none of my business. Um, another thing is I, I try to use my sponsor as a person. I ask him for his strength, hope, and experience. You know, uh, I don't use my sponsor as a buddy. You know, again, we can have a very good time together. I love my sponsor, but uh, you know, I don't use him as a buddy. I use him as a sponsor because a lot of the times I notice with other sponsors, I had sponsors I had. You know, when I become too close, you know, it's hard for me to get serious and be honest sometimes uh i definitely don't use my sponsor uh, as a person i can show off or try to convince him how sober i am you know how mr recovery i am you know it's not about that i call my sponsor and ask him about you know things i'm dealing with things i'm struggling with or things my sponsees are struggling with and i want to hear his advice you know, I share with him things I don't want to share. I share with him secrets. I share with him character defects. I share with him resentments and fears, you know, things that my ego, my pride uh, definitely doesn't want I'm going to share with them. But I, I use my sponsor for that because otherwise, you know, having a sponsor, you know, as a poster on a wall will not get me sober, will not help me, you know. So this, you know, framing a picture of someone putting it on the wall and say, well, I have my sponsor. Yeah, he's my sponsor. Yeah. When was the last time you spoke to him? When was the last time you were honest with him? When was the last time you actually asked him for his advice and did what he he offered you to do? You know, those are things that, uh, and for me, I mean, I try to be with my sponsor on a daily, uh, 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 on a daily, uh, daily basis. Um, You know, sometimes it's, every other day or every few days the most but you know i'm in contact uh contact because what i notice is i i don't like going to sleep with secrets you know and it's important for me that not not only the other friends from the from the fellowship know my secrets uh but my sponsor you know and he's a person that knows me really well and it's important for me that he's he's gonna 
know what's going on with me. And what happens, and I notice that if a day goes past or two days go past and I don't share with my sponsor my secrets, what happens is they start gathering up, you know. And when they start gathering up, I don't even remember the, the, the secrets I had yesterday, the other day, never mind before that, you know. So that's why for me it's so important uh, to be to be on a daily basic on a daily basic uh, 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 connection with my sponsor. You know, make sure I'm fit. You know, for me, for me, recovery is definitely is like is being in shape. You know, you have a guy that goes every day or every other day he goes to the gym and he's fit, and then you have a guy that goes you know once in a while. You know, and and it's obviously when you look at the two, you can know the, the difference. You know, and I want my recovery to be fit. Uh, now, another topic I want to speak about is in the 12 and 12, they, they, they also uh, um, uh, speak about it, about the whole, you know, one of my biggest fears uh, with my sponsor, any sponsor, was uh, codependency, uh, which as an addict, you know, addiction is about being uh, codependent on a substance, substance or anything, you know. So my fear was that I'm going to try to take my sponsor and, uh, you know, turn him to my God, you know, and need his approval and all of that. And um, and that's definitely something, something uh, uh, you know, I think uh, we should be aware about, you know, that and, and thank God, you know. Uh, sponsors I pick, they're sponsors that they work a recovery program and they're connected. And, and I think, and this is my own, my own experience and that, you know, it takes two to play tango. You know, we say it about resemblance, but I see it the same about uh, codependency. Meaning if I see a sponsee, for example, that I feel he's codependent, I can try to make him more and more, uh, um, uh, Undependent. How you say that to me? Independent. Independent. Right. More and more independent. He's going to ask me, uh, so AJ, so what should I do? I said, I don't know. What do you think? You know, maybe you should write down. What do you think is it's more worth it? You know, because for me, it's very important, you know, that my sponsees won't be codependent on me. And it's definitely important for me not to be codependent on my sponsor, you know, that my sponsor is not this person that, you know, I want to please. I want him to think good about me or I want his approval. You know, and it's, it's, and to make sure, make sure that I'm working my program to make sure that's not the kind of relationship I have with my sponsor and not with my sponsees, you know, and when it sometimes it happens because we're human beings and addicts, you know, so we try to, you know, talk about it, uh, uh, be openly about it. Um, one of the things that hit me in the last year uh, was I noticed that had this fear, which thank God with recovery, this fear goes down, but it was, it's definitely a fear that's there. Sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big, which with is, which is with my sponsees leaving me, you know, and I, I believe if any of you guys watching me now uh, or sponsoring, maybe know what I'm talking about, uh, particularly when you have a sponsee, you know, you really connect to and you like the guy. So, uh, you know, and, and, and if, you, if you're a sponsor for quite a while, you definitely had sponsees that one day called you and say, uh, I decided to go and take a different sponsor. Sometimes you have sponsees that don't even do that. You know, it's like they disappear because we have a problem with intimacy. You know, we have a problem with kind of that person say, listen, thank you so much for your time, your effort. But I, I feel it was right for me to go 
and 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 look for a different sponsor. Now we can speak about it, we cannot speak about it, but you know, leaks end it nicely and not only disappear and talk, turn into fog. But um, so that fear of sponsors leaving me, you know, definitely if it's sponsors, they're you know sober for such and such years and they're in the center and they're dominant, you know. Uh, and and what what hit me was this recovery is about just for today. You know, my, my, my soberness is just for today. My livelihood I have with my, my wife is just for today. My, my good relationship I have with my kids, thank God, is just for today. Everything, my finance, financial uh, situation is just for today, for good or for bad. And also my sponsor and particularly my sponsees, you know, it hit me that I have my sponsees just for today. Just for today, they ask me to give me trust and if I can be their sponsor just for today. You know, this is not, you know, something that belongs to me or something I'm taking with me. No, these are sponsees that just for today, for the next 24 hours, as much as I know, they gave me trust. And it's not something, oh, well, yeah, he's my sponsee. No, no, no. Just for today, he gave me trust to be his sponsor. I don't know what's going to be tomorrow. I have no idea what's going to be next week. And help me this approach uh, of the let go of fear of the fear of they're going to let me go because all of a sudden this whole sack that I thought, you know, is, is a part of me or part of, of my th- things that belong to me. I all of a sudden, you know, took it off, took this weight off my, off my, off my, my, my shoulders. You know, I sponsor just for today. These guys I have no idea what's going to be tomorrow. Um, another thing I wanted to, to speak about is, you know, the more and more we sponsor, we, we, we get better. You know, we, we, I had a sponsor that told me we'll never be perfect because the only perfect person is God. You know, but we do get better and better by sponsoring. We get better and better in our, in our humility. Um, it's funny that the more and more uh, I have more experience, the more and more humble I get by, excuse me, by there, knowing that there's so many things I don't know. It's funny that like it, it kind of when we start sponsoring, we have we have a solution for everything. Oh, you should do this. You should do this. And, and the more and more we get sober, the more and more we get recovery, I, all of a sudden I notice there's the less I know. There's a lot. There's more I need to ask about and, and I have no idea. Maybe you should ask your 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 uh, couples therapist. Maybe you should ask your financial uh, uh, coach or whatever it is. And um, so one of the main things I noticed with sponsoring for me, and, and which is very, very important, on the way here, a, spon- a sponsee of mine called me. Uh, the guy is, is, is thinking he's, you know, going for his first year. And he just called me literally on the way here, telling me that he, he was trying to call escort sor- service. And, uh, you know, he feels terrible. And, and what I noticed was, and this is, you know, what I know is already for years, but it happens almost every time, which all of a sudden this, this huge ball in my stomach, you know, gets strong, you know. And first of all, I'm like, before I even open my mouth, I'm grumpy about him calling me. Why, you know, I want to tell him, why are you calling me now and not before you picked up the phone to that prostitute? You know, why are you, you know, that judgmentalness, you know. And, and what I learned, I guess I can speak for myself is, that guilt, uh, which 
again, connects to what I was saying before, you know, thinking that my sponsor or, or a project of mine, which I, if, if they're not, you know, if they're having uh, slips, you know, maybe there's something wrong about me, you know, taking guilt and shame uh, uh, for, you know, my sponsees and, or, or my sponsor, you know, my sponsor doing whatever he does has nothing to do with me. It's not, well, I need my sponsor to look good because he's my sponsor. I need my sponsees to really look good because they're my sponsees. No, it has nothing to do with me. Um, but what I noticed is it took me a while before I, I reply, I answer to my sponsees, be quiet and ask myself, Hi, how would I want my sponsor or another you know, greater power to be there for me? Uh, I had a sponsor that always told me that, you know, be the change you want to see in others. You know, I started with my wife, which is frightening, uh, even terrifying to see, you know, the way I was treating my wife and the way... I expected her to treat me. I mean, like it was like day and night. Um, so the more and more I try to treat my wife the way I want her to treat me more and more, I'm still working at it. Uh, but definitely with my sponsees. And that's a very, because I would ask myself, AJ, this sentence you want to tell your sponsee, is that a sense you would want to hear from your sponsor? Is that a sentence, if you, sentence that if you would hear from your sponsor, it would strengthen your recovery? Uh, and, and, and one of the main stories I had, this is going back a few years ago, uh, a sponsee called me and he told me that he, he had a half a year and he relapsed with two prostitutes, one, one after the other. Uh, and I was like, I kind of, you know, answered like, well, uh, too bad you didn't call me before. I hope you had, I hope you had a good time. I love you. There's not a lot I can do for you. Something like that. And probably I was busy with something. So, you know, that's another excuse. And like, I was, kind of grumpy, very cold. And I answered and I closed, uh, you know, and we, we, I ended the conversation. And after I closed the phone, it all of a sudden not, it hit me. I said, AJ, if you would be, God forbid, now after a relapse with two prostitutes, is that what the feedback you would, you would want to get from your sponsor? Is that the kind of feedback that if you would hear would give you any kind of hope or courage, you know, to make this thing work? You know, to get sober, to see, okay, I, I messed up. You know, how could I learn from it? You know, Bill W. says in his book, the, the way that Bill sees it, he says, we can take any kind of relapse and see any kind of relapse and ask ourselves uh, uh, and see if we can either grow unbelievable from it, you know, throw ourselves forward or, God forbid, throw, throw ourselves backwards, right? And uh and that's definitely that's definitely something I, I I try, you know, to ask myself before I, I, I answer my sponsees. You know, is that something they want to hear? Um, another thing of, of what I learned from my sponsor, uh, which helped me also with my relationship with God, is uh, one of my sponsors. When I would ask him why, you know, he would say, "Well, I think I think you should do such and such." I would say, "Why is that?" Or I would just ask him, you know, share with him, you know, why is is my wife doing this? You know why? And he would keep answering with the same uh, answer. I did not answer why questions, which in the beginning pissed me off. Excuse my French. But um, with time, uh, I, I, I stopped asking God why. You know, I would be like, I would use my faith in God, not to get trust in God, 
as the 12 and 12 says, but use my quote unquote belief in God the you know, blame God, you know, God, I believe in you. So why are you doing this? And, da, 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 da. and when I, my sponsor taught me that not to ask him why I automatically stopped asking God why, and that solved so many, you know, conflicts I had with God. You know, God does not work for me. My sponsor doesn't work for me. Uh, uh, that's why if he doesn't answer me, that's okay. Um, and uh, so that's another thing that reflected on my relationship with between my sponsor and and uh, and and God. Um, yeah, Daniel. Yeah. How does it work? Questions now, yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, we can ask we can ask you some questions now. Okay, we've had a few a few questions. So let's yeah, let's uh, that have come in. Take a um, for questions. Yeah. So well, a comment from Bernard. He says, "When I sponsor." I'm not hard on my sponsees. You must, you mustn't. That's not in my language. I suggest to you, I advise to you, that's how he uses and that's how he gives over his experience. If you have any comments on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, definitely we, 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 don't, we don't give orders. We definitely, uh, we suggest, you know, what works for us. Um, but I do think, First of all, as a sponsor, I think part of, part of my trust is being a sponsor. I mean, the other a few nights ago, I had a uh, I, I was at at an Essay convention we had in Israel uh, a week ago. Uh, unbelievable convention, five hundred people, very strong. And uh, I noticed one of my sponsees that's sober for for a while, a few good years, and and he was actually acting in my eyes in a sexually way, you know. In a way, you know, I, I I didn't think you know a person that's sober should. So, and and, and for me as a a guy that likes pleasing, uh, uh, you know, even with my sponsees, I don't feel comfortable, you know, having a meeting with them in a loving way, but reflecting to him, listen, this is not being sober. Um, so I do think you know a part of being a sponsor is suggesting, but sometimes you know putting a mirror, like, dude, what's going on? You know, because I know on myself, you know, as, as an addict, I can be many years sober, but still I, I have denial in me. So I have to have a sponsor that is able to show me and say, AJ, dude, you know, let's look at the mirror. And and I do believe if we do it in a loving way, it, 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 a loving way, it always works out. But another thing I want to say, which I heard from my sponsor, Bill S., he said an unbelievable thing. He said, you know, we read in the 12 tradition. Uh, and the end, it said, uh, "Animity as our uh, we're what's the word in uh, Daniel? Anonymity is our um, I don't know. But in the end, it ends with oh, uh, they remind us to put to put uh, uh, principles in principles in front of personalities. And he asked me a really good question. He says, you know, put principles before." before uh, uh, personalities, let's erase completely the personalities. You know, why put personalities there anyhow? You know, let's, you know, uh, uh, principles. Just let's stick to the principles. And what he told me was unbelievable. He says, the reason we need a personalities is because each one of us, and this is for, for your question, is in the end of the day, each one of us, we have our own personality and our own unique way, the way we sponsor you know, and sometimes a guy with his personality, with his personality, so, you know, the way he sponsors is also with his personalities. You know, he can sound more feisty. He can sound, you know, 
and then you have another another sponsor. He's he's his personality is much more laid back, so that's the way he sponsors. And you know, you know, for me, it was very hard to accept. You know that there's a lot of people that will connect to me and definitely will connect to my kind of sponsorship, and there are a lot of people that are not. You know, the same as we. Do, do I connect to every sponsor? No, but that's I think that's the most nicest beautiful thing we have about us that each of one of us were unique in in our definitely our own life our journey and definitely in, in the way we sponsor you know so each one of us we sponsor uh with our personality okay great the next question um at what point does a sponsor let go of a sponsee in regards to the sponsee losing their sobriety or is this only the sponsee's decision when he feels he may need to hear a different message from a different sponsee? Right. They, they hear sponsor. you well, right? Uh, I hope so. Right. So, the, yeah. I hope so. The question was, uh, unbelievable question. You know, when uh, do you let go of a sponsee or fire a sponsee? Is it only when he relapses or not? Or even is it that I even uh, uh, I let go of a sponsee or a sponsee let go of me? So, from my my own experience, I noticed that uh, what would make me, uh, I can't let go of a sponsee. You know, I can't tell a guy, listen, I'm not your sponsor anymore. Don't call me anymore. No, I can suggest, which I did uh, uh, many, many times. Uh, I suggested to a sponsee, you know, I think you're going to get more benefit from a different sponsor. Uh, I think, you know, I, I told a guy uh, once, and, and again, these are sponsees. So first of all, the answer is, for me, at least, I have I had sponsees that were my sponsees sober for a f- few good years, and even so, I came to up to them and I said, "Listen, I see our relationship uh, sponsor sponsees is not working out." Now, when do I do that? So, first of all, it doesn't have nothing to do with is he sober or not. It has to do with is it working or not. You know, is this relationship working or not? And the way I can see it working is, first of all, I can see for myself. Am I gaining out of it? And definitely if my sponsee, and that's something he can decide if he's gaining out of it. Uh, but for example, if I see a sponsee that I suggest to him something and he's not doing what I suggest, you know, so I think he should look for another person, like I said in the beginning, that he's willing to give his trust to and do what he offers him. Uh, because again, a sponsor is not a poster on a, on, on a wall. Um so first of all, the answer is, uh, you know, I had sponsees that were for, for sober for, for a few good years, but I noticed they're not, you know, they're not taking my suggestion. They're not giving trust in me. So I said, you know, this is not working. I think as a friend, maybe I can be more helpful. Uh, from the other hand, I, I, you know, I have sponsees. I think not many, but I have a few, you know, that they, you know, that they, they're, they're sober for a while and then they have a slip or they have a relapse. So as long as I feel, and I have to be honest with myself, that I have I have what to offer, you know, and I feel it. I feel he's moving on. You know, maybe his sobriety date is not exactly where I would want it to be, but um, but I I feel he definitely feels again because it has to come from him. If he will not feel that he's going forward, you know, I believe he's going to come up to me and say, "Look, I feel I'm stuck." But uh, if I feel he's going forward, so even so, maybe he's he's having slips, but I see his slips are different. You know, I see he's he's making progress, you know, and I'm gaining out of it. 
in the end of the day, you know, I sponsor, you know, I want to be a saint, but the reason I'm sponsoring is not because I'm a saint. It's from a very selfish place. You know, like the big book says in working with others, uh, which is, this is the biggest, uh, um, uh, how you say, uh, um, Security kind of no. uh, insurance. Insurance. Yeah, this is the biggest insurance I could get for my own recovery is I give it over. And when I give it over, I have to f- feel, you know, that I'm I'm basically uh, 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 refilling my battery, you know. So uh, the feeling I need to get after I speak with a sponsee, it doesn't matter if it's face-to-face, we have a meeting and we speak on the phone, the feeling I should get afterwards is, well, you know, I was charged up, you know, but if I speak to a sponsee, you know, and, and, and it's already a while that I, I feel like empty afterwards, you know, this is not working, you know, and I think that's for me is, is a good reason. It's in, in a very nice, loving way and, and, and offering, not like, you know, I divorce you, you know, I offering and listen, I think this is not working. I think you should look for a different sponsor. I can help you find another sponsor. Um, our good friend Yanki asks in Hebrew, but I'm going to say it in English, ask uh, how, do you, how do you respond to a sponsee um, um, when they ask something that you don't have any experience with, um, which is a lomashu meyashtayim asrem, or something that's got nothing to do with the 12 steps. Right, right. Uh, so again, I, 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 again, it's a be about being honest. So first of all, um, to be honest, what I know, what I don't know, and then what I don't know, I can tell them, listen, I don't know. But on the other hand, you know, what's special about this program, that's not only a program for sex, you know, the only step that speaks about lust and sex is the first step. All the other 11 steps do not even speak about lust. They speak about life. They speak about fears. They speak about dealing with life, you know, which are is our main problem. You know, my problem was not lust. Lust was a solution for many problems I had because I didn't know how to deal with it. So therefore, like the big book says, you know, I think it's in the, in the yeah, the doctor uh, acceptance is a solution for my problems. He speaks about the lens, the new lens AA gave me, you know, and these lens, you know, when I look out of my glasses, I don't see specific things. I see everything different different so i do think you know uh, when i work work my program i i can see other things different so sometimes i have my own experience to tell other people you know this is my experience i have and if i don't i i can help them together you know uh, look the tools of recovery is first of all being honest are you honest uh do you have fear what's the fear you know and try to break it break it down with them using the steps you know together with them or that I can tell him, listen, I don't have experience. I want to ask my sponsor. He has experience. And if he doesn't have experience or, or he can tell me, you know, tell him, you know, he should go to a professional about it. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, what would be a reason to switch sponsors? What would break your trust? Uh, what could, yeah. What could break my trust and, and, and cause me to change sponsors? So again, yeah, change sponsors definitely if I, if my trust is not there anymore. And sometimes it can happen, you know, sometimes after a while. And why would it happen for me? I can speak for myself. Um, the only time I changed sponsor because I wanted to was when I felt uh, the person that's sponsoring, he's not pure there. I felt he, he, 
he's judgmental towards me. I felt that when he, I asked for his advice, his advice comes from very, uh, uh, you know, personal interest. So if, if I feel that, you know, if I feel my sponsor, but again, it, it, you know, sometimes uh, a person can speak, change a sponsor because his sponsor is not available, you know, technically, you know, and, and which is another thing, by the way, uh, the mention, you know, when a guy asks me if I can sponsor him, you know, first of all, I have to think about it for, for, for a day or two. Do I have the time? Because it's not, you know, it's not being a, a Mr. Smart say, yeah, yeah, go on, on a truck from behind. I can be your sponsor, but then I don't have technically the time to answer him. If I tell a guy, tell a guy I'm going to be a sponsor, I have to be there for him. I have to make sure I, I, I have an, enough time, maybe not a lot, but I have those 10 minutes a day to be there for him. Uh, so sometimes if, 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 if I will have a sponsor that, God forbid, something happens to him and he's not able to be available for me, so I'm going to change him. You know, if I feel uh, uh, there's nothing there I can get from him more, you know, I'm going to change a sponsor. I won't try, I will not try to sit there and try to convince myself, no, there is something I can still achieve from him, if that's the feeling I get, you know. So as long as I feel... Uh, I give trust in my sponsor. As long as I feel my sponsor has enough time for me, uh, as enough as I feel that there's things I can get from my sponsor, I will not change a sponsor. Um, my good friend Zalmi, oh no, this is a different Zalmi. He's, he's also my good friend because he's a member of the program. He, he says a sponsor who has stalled on step four for weeks or even months for various reasons, do we push him or we just try to guide and advise him? Uh, I would push him again from my own experience. You know, I want this to work. Um, and, and, and what I noticed is, is not, you know, sometimes you can tell a sponsee, listen, uh, for example, first step, you know, sometimes you can have sponsees, they drag it, you know, and tell them, okay. Uh, so you, you're running your, your first step, uh, next week, uh, uh, when we meet, I hope you have it done. I want you already now to call your home group and speak to your secretary and tell them in two weeks time, I want to give over my, my, my first step. Um, from the other hand, um, I have a sponsor, for example, in the fourth step, because it is about, you know, steps, which means walking, not running. So, uh, you know, if sometimes I can, I, I can tell my sponsees, you know, focus on every day, putting 15 minutes, 20 minutes into writing your, your, your steps, the first step, second step, fourth step, every day doing it. Uh, but if I have a sponsee, for example, that I see that he's, he's just drowning in, in, in resentments, in fears, then I'm going I to tell him, this is critical. This is critical. You come here and you sit down and you do it. You push everything aside. This is, this is going to kill you. So with every sponsee, I guess, it, it's different. But definitely there's no such thing that a, a guy is, is stuck, which means he's not doing anything. You know, if, if he's doing his four steps slowly, that's okay. As long as, as, like I said, you know, I don't feel the sponsor that's critical for him that he should, uh, you know, get down to it. Okay. Question from the, uh, the, the London group. You've got uh, in, in a few places around the world, there's not just one guy watching on the screen. They've got, you know, a group of guys. Wow. So, yeah, we've got, we might, you know, probably got love a, you all. a few hundred people watching this around the world. Wow. So the question is, how do you handle the issue of a sponsor if you have problems with authority? Uh, it's funny. It's one of the biggest paradox that the big book says, you know, we, we as addicts are, only, are the only people we can uh, 
I guess, principle ourselves. Teach ourselves. Teach ourselves because we're, we're that kind of people. You know, we don't like other people telling us what to do, which which is one of the other paradox and special things about this recovery. It's a bunch of people that are like so so anti, you know, that somebody's going to tell them what to do. But in the end of the day, uh, because we reached such bottoms, we got that humility. Um, and, I, and, and, and for me, what helps me, what helps me with my sponsor and with my sponsees, I, I try to, to, to make them acknowledge that, that, you know, for example, if a sponsee tells me he did something and, and I think he should have asked. So I make it very clear that it's not about me. It's not about, I want him to ask me because, you know, I'm sitting there in my house, I'm lonely, I'm bored, so I'm looking for sponsees to call me up and ask for my advice. No, thank God I have enough on my head and, and I'm busy enough, but for him. The reason I, I ask my sponsor is not, you know, for him, you know, I, I, I'm giving him authority. It's because I want a good life, you know. So it's it's about me, you know, being very uh, uh, not selfish, Tough on yourself. No, for my own good. Oh, watching out for your best interest. Yeah, exactly. Watching out for my best interest. That's the reason I I, I, I ask my my sponsor and I do what he tells me to do, not because I'm looking for a rabbi or a, a, a uh, you know, or whoever, you know, to tell me what to do. Um, for my friend Alison here in Israel, she asked, is it, Awkward to contact your your, your ex sponsors as fellows? Not at all, not at all. I have a really good relationship with with uh, my sponsors. I had. I have a really good relationship with my sponsees. I have, which for me is unbelievable. It shows me. It shows me that there's something much beyond you know, and it's very important to say it, to mention it. You know, now that we're speaking about the topic of sponsorship, because sponsorship is a tool. It's a very, very critical tool. You know, I cannot be sober if I don't have sponsor or uh, a sponsor. I don't spon- I have sponsees. But uh, uh, for me, it's very important to remember that beyond sponsorship, there's something much greater, which is called the fellowship. You know, so when I have a sponsee that we're, we're you know, we're breaking up and I'm not his sponsor anymore for whatever reason it is, you know, I make sure to tell him, listen. We're in this fellowship. We're buddies. We're friends. You know, because sometimes it gets all weird. Like, oh, I'm afraid to say hello. I'm not his sponsee anymore. Dude, there's a fellowship. You know, the big book speaks about a fellowship. You know, it doesn't speak about sponsor sponsees, which again is a critical tool, but there's a fellowship. So, uh, you know, when my sponsor cannot answer, I call my ex-sponsor and I ask him for advice. You know, so for me, it works well. Uh, and again, from Yankee in England, um, what's your opinion on firing sponsors after a certain amount of relapses. So again, I cannot, I cannot fire again uh, uh, for my own. I cannot tell a guy I'm firing, firing you. You know, if a guy gives me trust, you know, that's something I, I, he gave me the trust. I cannot give back to him is the trust he gave me. Uh, but I could suggest, I said, listen, this is not working. You should look for a different sponsor. Now, if he keeps calling me, you know, I can answer if I could. If I technically can't answer, I tell him, listen, I can't speak now. But I don't, I don't fire sponsees. You know, if, if there's a sponsee, I notice that this is not working. So I tell him in a very, very nice, loving way, listen, this is not working. You know, 
and I had sponsees that I needed not to plead to them, but I needed again, again, to some dude, I love you, but this is not working. This is not something personal. This is not working, you know, but I, I, I cannot fire a guy, you know, I don't give a guy, you know, a divorce contract. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, wrapping up the last few minutes, just give us a few kind of key, um, you know, key pointers about being a sponsor for, um, you know, key conclusions about, Right. Sponsoring others. So first of all, like I said in, in the beginning, uh, uh, being honest, you know, uh, trust, you know, giving trust in my sponsor, uh, giving trust in my sponsees. If I give trust in my sponsees, they're going to feel it. They're going to feel I trust them. They're going to feel I believe in them, you know, and, and, and it took me two years to get sober. And I got sober when I asked myself, when did I get sober? I met a guy uh, named Nicholas Stevens. Uh, from England. He came here to Israel exactly at this time, nine years ago. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, I was sober then for two months, you know, and I didn't know, will it be another two months that AJF is, is sober and then he relapses or this is actually going to be two months that will, uh, uh, God willing, will become all of a sudden nine years and four months. And this person gave me, trusted in me. He believed in me. And I felt that. I felt, wow, wow. You know, this guy truly believes in me that I can be sober, that I can be, I can, I can get clean. Um, so that's one point that trust, uh, respecting, respecting my sponsor, respecting my sponsees, um, and making sure as a sponsor, you know, as we say, we cannot give over what we don't have. And what I mainly need to be focused on, if I want to have what to give, uh, more again, it doesn't have to giving over what I what we have is not necessarily for me. You know, having X Y uh, experiences. You know, for me to be able to give over what works for me, uh, what what I, what I have is what I have is is tools I use. So if I want to be a good sponsor, uh, I have to make sure I'm in good shape. I'm in good shape because I'm in contact with my sponsor. You know, if I'm in, not in contact with my sponsor, how do I accept or, or demand from my sponsees to be in contact with me? If I'm not doing a daily reading, if I'm not doing a daily praying, if I'm not doing a daily uh, writing on my steps, if I'm not going uh, uh, every week to meetings, how could I come to my sponsees and demand that from them? You know, it's like, imagine, you know, you, you go into a gym, you want to be all worked up, uh, you know, old fit, slim, and, and, and you pay this guy money to be your coach, you know, you speak to him on the phone, and then you come to the gym, and you meet this guy, this huge, you know, uh, big guy that's totally out of shape while he's speaking to you, and, and, he, and he's, you know, and he's, and he's, and he's uh, coaching you, he's like stuffing his mouth with chips and, and junk food, you know, like, there's no way he, I can get from a, a kind of person like that. Uh, so, you know, if I want to help other people to be in good shape spiritually wise, uh, I should make effort and make sure I'm in a good spiritually fit uh, place. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much. We have you a, couple guys. More, we have a couple more minutes. One last, one last question, which is a nice way to end from, uh, from our good friend, Tim. If you could like uh, give us a little bit of uh, one of your favorite sponsor sponsor experiences. Wow. Well, uh, experience. Wow. (sighs) 
first of all, there's many. Thank God. Thank God there's many. Thank God there's many. Um, one, like I said, with my my previous my previous sponsor, uh, we were walking when I first met him. This is going back nine years ago. We were in an old city in Jerusalem. Uh, he 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 lives in England, and uh, we were just walking together in those little narrow streets in old city. And and that love he put upon me, that trust he put upon me, you know, in the night in the old city, it's like was a very very powerful, very powerful experience I will never forget. Um, uh, another one with was my 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 you know my sponsor today. I was in Detroit at, at the convention. I was there as a delegate, and and it's funny, you know that. That uh, that was a totally different experience in a totally different place. We we're actually right next to the convention. It was a huge, uh, uh, how do you call it, uh, s- store. Like, uh, Gish. How is it called? Uh, really supermarket. supermarket. My, supermarket. My is not as good as everyone on the chat. Yeah, uh, this huge supermarket. And, and I was walking there with my sponsor, which is a lot more years sober than me. And I was there and I was, I don't know, I was buying, you know, food and then things for my hair and things for whatever. And, and he was walking and he was like pushing, pushing my carriage. And he was like, you know, maybe this is good, good for you. And it's like that intimacy, that intimacy that my sponsor, even so he's sober for so many years uh, with so much experience. And, and we come from complete different, uh, different ages, different backgrounds, different countries, different cultures, you name it. And that in a supermarket, this that intimacy, because as an addict, I don't know what intimacy is. I prefer, like we say, we bypassed uh, 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 true intimacy, you know, by chemistry, because we preferred the chemistry because of bypass, bypass, bypassed intimacy. I'm afraid for intimacy. I don't know how to be intimate with any human being not even in a sexually way, just emotionally way, you know, and I think a sponsor uh, is a very good person to practice that intimacy, you know, that respect boundaries, to be sensitive to, to listen to, not get hurt, you know. And uh, so, yeah, those are my two experiences that popped up in my head. Great. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much. Daniel. Well, AJ, it's been amazing. Thank you. Oh, a real life hug. Thank you so much. Here's your phone. So I'm... Uh-